We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Like Bob on Facebook at facebook.com slash Live. Following up on uh, what I said a few moments ago about um, the liberal left thriving on division, and it's true. That's not hyperbole. The liberal left literally thrives on keeping people divided because that's how they get their power. They create division and then promise a solution. Now, the solution, in essence, causes more problems, more division, but then more division allows them to say again, well, we will provide the answer. Well, then that answer causes more division, more problems, and then they say, but we will solve that as well. It is a perpetual roller coaster. Well, it's not a roller coaster. It's like a a merry-go-round, and it's just perpetual. Uh, let me let me give you an illustration. And as I say often, facts and truth are not left-wing liberal virtues. The end is the ultimate. And so therefore, however you get to the end, it, it, it doesn't matter. So if you believe that your purpose is right, then it doesn't make any difference how you accomplish your purpose. Because, again, the end justifies the means. How you get there is not really important. So when they're talking about social justice, when they're talking about DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion— how you get there really doesn't matter. And if you, you lie, distort, exaggerate, it's okay. Or just make things up out of thin air. That's okay. Let me share with you the case of Brittany Cooper. I doubt that you've ever heard of Brittany Cooper. I hadn't until uh, uh, yesterday. I came across this, didn't have time to get to it. Brittany Cooper is a professor at Rutgers University. And she believes with all of her heart that white people, I'm quoting, are all racist. And again, I'm quoting from a professor at Rit- Rit- pardon me, Rutgers University, a black professor. White people are all racist who are committed to being villains. Yeah, white people. All of them are committed to being villains. Then she went on to say that the only slave owners, slavers is the term that she uses, the only slavers in history 
have been white. White people were the only slavers of history, this black professor says. She went on, no, that's what white humans did. I'm quoting. No, that's what white humans did. White human beings thought there's a world here and we own it. Prior to them, white people, black and brown people have been sailing across oceans, interacting with each other for centuries without total subjugation, domination, and colonialism, right? Okay. Now, as I say continuously, we should never, ever sugarcoat the horrors of slavery. But we must look at it factually. And factually, throughout history, there have been as many black slavers as white, possibly more. In fact, this is an inconvenient truth, as a former vice president would say. There are thousands of people in slavery today. Today, slavery is in existence today. Slavery has not been abolished on planet Earth. There are still people in slavery today, but not one slave is held by white people. To my knowledge, the only slaves in existence today are held by fellow black people. Uh, If you're a longtime listener, on three or four occasions, I came to you on behalf of slaves in Sudan, people that were held in slavery, and we were raising funds to set those slaves free. Well... Those slaves were not held by white people. Now, am I saying that white people are not guilty of slavery? Of course not. But my goodness, let's look at it factually. My view on this, I've I've always, always been repulsed by slavery. Never, never, never have I ever or will I ever uh, justify human slavery. Never. But my understanding of slavery was changed dramatically when I visited Gori Island just off the coast of Africa. Gori Island, uh, I believe it's spelled G-O-R-E-E. If you want a fascinating study, uh, do a little internet search for Gori Island. Again, I believe it's G-O-R-E-E. That was one of the largest slave ports in the world. This is where the majority of slaves who came to America came from. Slaves were captured on the mainland of Africa. They were transported over to Gori Island where they were processed. And it was a horrible thing. They were kept in deplorable situations. It was terrible. And that's where they were loaded onto slave ships to go to places in Europe, but primarily America. There was a, 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 a door-sized hole cut in a rock. 
And slave ships would come up to that rock and come up to that door cut in the solid rock. And that door was called the door to... uh, um, the door to nowhere, the uh, something like that. And that's where they were loaded onto the slave ships. Well, I was there, and we were greeted by a uh, an official from the government, a black individual, and he gave us a tour of Gory Island, and it was life-changing to see the conditions that people were in and, and so on and so forth. And I'll never forget this. This African took us on the tour, and then he said, I wish I could speak to everyone in America to tell them that the white people that were guilty should be ashamed. But he went on to say, there would have been no slavery whatsoever without black Africans selling their brothers, sisters, one tribe attacking another tribe. He said there would have been no slavery whatsoever were it not for black Africans being involved. And the whole situation was deplorable. But there is enough blame and guilt to go around for everyone. But you're not hearing that from the liberal left today. And what I just said, some people say, Bob, you're trying to sugarcoat it. You're trying to to evade blame for the white race. No, 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 I'm not in any way, shape, or form. But, But I'm trying to tell you the truth. When you have a black professor at a major American university teaching her students that the only slavers in history were white people is a complete total lie and a complete total distortion of real history. If we're going to study the topic, let's do it factually and objectively. And let's all agree that it was a deplorable time. There's no justification whatsoever for the white Europeans, for the black Africans. And then, of course, there were the Muslim slave owners. Yeah, we don't have time to get into that. Mm Mm-hmm. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. And welcome again to Bob Bernie Live. Um, I am... Okay, I don't try to hide it in any way. I, I am not a big supporter of the policies of our current president. Uh, I agree with almost nothing that he says or does. 
I do my best to respect the office. That's what Scripture tells me to do. I am to respect the office, and I do. But as far as the performance, and again, I I make no bones about it. With that said, however, I am incredibly disappointed and upset at the lack of action from the president and the federal government with the Hawaii fire. The death toll could triple what it is now. It's now over 100. And it, like I said, it it could triple. It could triple. And yet, the president has been almost silent. I have, I have lived through more than my fair share of natural disasters in America. And it is a long-standing American tradition that immediately after a huge natural disaster, the president of the United States calls a press conference expresses the uh, sympathy of all Americans, the prayers of all Americans, uh, and then discusses what FEMA is going to do, with the, what the federal government is going to do, and usually, within a day or two, announces his visit to the uh, affected area. Uh, George W. Bush was criticized severely because he waited a few days to visit Katrina. Um, I'm trying to think of other presidents, um, and I, I can't think of any. It's just a long-standing tradition. The, the country looks to the president in times of tragedy. He has been completely AWOL. His office announced today that he will be traveling to Hawaii on Monday. Now, that's really interesting. I made a little prediction yesterday. If you were listening yesterday, the official position of the White House yesterday was, because they were asked by several uh, people in the media, uh, is the president planning on visiting Hawaii? And just yesterday, the official position of the White House was, We have no plans at present. If you were listening yesterday, I said, "Mm, mm, 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 mm." you watch. The president is going to announce that he's going to be making a trip. Why? The pressure has been overwhelming. Well, the White House announced today that he is planning on making a trip on Monday. That will be more than one week after the fires. But at least he's going. But I have heard and read report after report after report that FEMA is nowhere. The federal government assistance is nowhere. Even CNN. If you look at CNN.com today, you'll even find criticism of the president at CNN.com and the federal government. 
it's it's just it's just really really sad. This is an unbelievable human tragedy. Um, speaking of tragedies, this is Canada. This is not America. But the uh, raging debate about transgender athletes. Now, please remember, there is no such thing as transgenderism. You and I know that. But there is um, this raging debate about men who identify as women, should they be allowed to compete against biological women? And the liberal left is still holding the line on this. Well, they don't have any advantage. They don't have any advantage. If they say they're a woman, we got to believe that they're a woman. They need to be able to compete wherever they want to compete. Well, again, this is in Canada. A transgender female, which is a man who is identifying as a woman, shattered, I mean shattered, all Canadian power-lifting records. Yeah. <clears throat> he identifies as Anne Andrews, 40 years old, was recently competing at the Canadian Powerlifting Union's 2023 Western Canadian Championship this past weekend. And as a result, he competed in the Female Masters Unequipped category. Well, he won. Remember, he's competing against biological women. He won. He crushed all records. Get this. He beat the runner-up, the woman, by over 200 kilograms. Now, I had to look this up. That translates to 440 pounds. In other words, this man pretending to be a woman beat the nearest competitor, a real woman, by 440 pounds. It wasn't even close. Uh, The tide is going to turn on that. All right, quick break. We'll be back. 